Hey everybody, welcome to Best Show Best. This is the best of the best show, the new version of the best show. And for people who don't know, the best show takes place each and every Tuesday night from 9 p.m. till midnight over at thebestshow.net. And if you uh, are new to the program, these are little bite-sized greatest hits samples of what we do every week. So check this out, and if you want more, you can listen to the full three-hour extravaganza and check it out. And if you want to support The Best Show, the way to do that is to uh, download the episodes and to give us reviews on iTunes and to tell people that the show is back and that you like it. So please check out this new episode of Best Show Bests. All right, let's go back to the phones. Again, this is the 100, the top 100 greatest fictional characters of all time. We're ranking them 1 through 100 tonight. We, uh, we're about halfway through, right? I'm being told we have a, 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 a special guest calling in on the, the hotline. Is this Paul Shear? This is indeed Paul Shear. What? Tom, so excited. Paul Shear, it is an honor to speak to you. You, people know you as the man uh, from... I guess the League. The or, League. Uh, you were Andre on the League. Yes, and I'm also on this show called Fresh Off the Boat, which people uh, have been watching. But hopefully DVRing because it's on at the same time that your show is on. So you play, I, I recommend. You yeah. play the manager of the steakhouse. I do indeed, yeah. I like, I like Fresh Off the Boat. I think it's pretty funny, yeah. It is. And that guy is what's the main guy? Rand is Randall Park. Randall Park. Park. He's, He's great. great. He's unbelievably funny. So so good. Do you know who else is so so good? Who? You. Oh, you're very nice. I thought I was on the best show ban. I was nervous, Tom. No. I haven't been on the show for a while. I tried to call in during the test call, so I'm very excited that uh, I can be here to contribute to I think probably the most important question that we have into our time right here, the hundred most influential uh, fictional characters. Yes. Very excited about this. What did you think about the placement of Brody from Seinfeld, the guy who forced Jerry to pirate the movies? Um, I didn't hear where he actually landed. I'll tell you. If you tell me his number, I'll, I'll tell you where I feel like he belongs. He ended up at 58. I think, it's, I think that's a fair. I think it's fair. And you know what? I think, you know, Seinfeld. Yeah. You know what? I'm going to go. I would have said 54. Okay. But you know what? I think, uh, I think 58 is fair. Right in the middle of the pack. Right in the middle yeah. of the pack. I think that's good. And uh, yeah, right now it's it's looking uh, it, it's filling up. How many? Do we know how many names we have so far, guys? We'll find out how far we are. Now these these characters. It's just uh, you know you know your stuff. You're you're a, 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 a dude who watches plenty of movies and TV shows. You have your oh. own podcast network now. Oh. What is it called? What's the network called? Uh, it's called Wolf Pop. Wolf Pop, and it is a sub a subdivision. Is that what you'd call it's it? A, it's a it's a sister network of Earwolf. A you know, so it, it's it's all under the same brand, but this is like a little bit more about like uh, pop culture stuff. And did you bring your hit? No, show? mine is still on Earwolf. Oh. I didn't trust this new network. I didn't like the guy running it, <laughs> and I didn't want to sign up over there. Yeah, you just. <laughs> what if you actually had a meeting with yourself? And you ran from one side of the thing, like when people in courtroom movies are, yeah. are, are putting themselves on the stand. And so I, <laughs> I did. I gave a very tough negotiation with myself, and I decided at the end of the day, 
we, uh, you know, we left as friends, just not business partners. That's exactly. all. Yeah, it's just business. And then you run over to the other side. Oh, no, no, I know it's just business. That's fine. Uh, <laughs> to, the most annoying part about that is I, I have to offer both of me water. I have to oh, bring in water and then offer myself water, then drink the water and then go back. It's a lot of running around, but great cardio too. So I feel really good when I take those meetings with myself. <laughs> it's a good, yes, it's a good workout. Yeah. So this, who, what's the hit show on your podcast network, Paul Shear? What's the breakout oh, show? Um, the, the breakout show. Uh, of, uh, they're all very, they're all very good. The one that I think, uh, the, well, I'll talk about the one that I think is kind of really fun is, uh, we have, uh, Leonard Malton doing his own podcast, which is kind of fun to hear Leonard Malton do a podcast. That's really, uh, that's a fun, I mean, yeah. he's an interesting guy and he talks about film really passionately. I like him. He's great. And I, uh, I, uh, saw him recently when I was trying to get into the, uh, uh, I was at the airport trying to get into the club and I realized, and I got rejected and then I get he rejected was all the time from that club. He was, in you there. have the wrong card, right? They kind of send you yeah. away. Like, like you're trying to trick them or something. It's I feel like, like an idiot when I get sent away from those. No, what do you think? I'm not. It's like, trust me, I'm not pulling a fast one here so I could go in and eat some crackers. And it's there's nothing in that club. That's the that's the thing that drives me crazy about it. There's nothing there. But I want to get inside so much just because there's maybe an outlet nearby. But there's nothing I want to there's eat nothing in there. The, there's nothing. There's nothing you can eat, and you and you can't like bring anything in either. If you no. try to bring food from outside, they'll toss you. And, uh, and it, uh, it, it's just this thing where it's like, but you want in cause what do you, what do you want? You want to, I don't want to sit out there in the thing in the, with, with the, the riffraff. With the disgusting masses out there. Yeah. I want to be in a private comfy chair next yeah. to people wearing sunglasses indoors. And then you go in there and you realize it's the same trash in there that's out there that just, it's trash that managed to get the right credit card. Which gets exactly. them in it. It's not, it's not any magic trick to get into that place. No, it really isn't. And the people inside, I would even argue, are a little bit grosser than the people sitting yeah. out in the regular. Because they're like gross business people who are just like, they'll be like on the phone, like trying to be like, you hear them like talking uh, about deals Ugh. and stuff. It's like, all right. And they're drunk already. They're disgusting. It's, it's exactly... It's it's the perfect version of like Hollywood created George Clooney and Up in the Air to be like, ooh, that's what that guy is. But in reality, oh no, they're disgusting yeah. and they all talk on the cell phones so loudly yeah. in a public space yeah. where it's supposed to be silent. I don't like any of that. No, but but don't worry. There's plenty of uh, there's plenty of miniature carrot sticks in little plastic bags if you're lucky enough to get your hands on it, or you can put some. Uh, uh, granola in a cup, grazed over muesli, just like in a yeah, like it's like um, and then you have to pay for your drinks there. Meanwhile, you go to Europe, and that's like their lounges there. It's like they have tapped beer ready to go and liquor and, and like and you don't pay for any of it. And someone's making crepes. Yeah. I was like, man, we really are jerks. Yeah, no, we're we're pulling up the rear on this. I never felt as alienated and terrible. Well, not, well, I don't know, as alienated. But I went into an airport, and it was 345. And she looked at my ticket, and she's like, well, you can only enter in here at 4 o'clock. And it was empty. And I was like, what do you mean? Can I just get in now? She's like, no, sorry, 4 o'clock only. And she made me wait outside for 15 minutes before she could let me in. That's unbelievable. But then meanwhile, you look, and there's Leonard Malton sitting Mr. Fancy Pants with his with the right card, 
No, he, 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 Malton knows how to play the airport game. Oh, uh, Malton is all about it. That's why, yeah, that's why he's got the goods for so many years. That's why you. That's why you brought him to the thing. You're like, all right, look, you can do a show or not do a show. Just tell me how to get into the lounge. I need to be your plus one on these lounge dates. <laughs> the plus one. On the lounge. <laughs> you know, we actually have two good shows coming up that I really am excited about that I think you might like, but you don't. Tell me if you do or you don't. Okay. Um, this one we're going to be doing the blacklist live. So it's un- reading unproduced scripts from the blacklist. The writers are there and we have like a full big cast reading like these really funny scripts and comedy scripts and drama scripts and everything. And it'll be like a, uh, like a two or three part series That's every awesome. week, yeah. or every couple weeks. That sounds great. And then Rich Summer from Mad Men, mm-hmm. he's a big board game guy. Okay. And so he's doing a show called Cardboard and it's all about his obsession with board games, talking to people about games and uh, creating cocktails and things of that nature. So he has a bunch of different, uh, it, it could be fun. Rich, he's like, I asked him one time, I was like, how many board games do you have? And he's like, oh, uh, like 700. <laughs> <laughs> he has a garage that is just all board games. He's given away board games to keep his collection normal. And there's websites devoted just to his collection of board games. That is spectacular to know that's yeah. where his madman money went, <laughs> is to tracking down the first pressing of shoots and ladders. <laughs> well, you know, back then it was, uh, you know, the, the original shoots and ladders is a real hardcore game. I mean, it really, you know, they softened it as through the, the decades. Yeah, it got, it got soft as, as time <laughs> went on. Now, Paul Shear, do you have any names for this list? I now, do. Well, first of I all, people, people long and hard. Before I forget, uh, before I forget, people right. can go to where? Where can they check out the the network, the Wolf Pop Network? Oh, they could just go uh, go to wolfpop dot com. I think okay. yeah. They just type in Wolf Pop into Google. Everyone knows how to do that, and you can find there's some fun, really fun shows there. And I'm neglecting to talk about a bunch of great ones, but they're really fun. Okay, people can check it out over there. Yeah. That's awesome. Well, congratulations on. Well, thank you. Running uh, things. I'm bummed that I missed you when you were when you were broadcasting from those studios. Yeah, I'm, I'm sorry I missed you. Hopefully, I'll be out there soon enough and see you. I, I so, like it. But now to the order of business. I've come. Yes. I've prepared. I've thought about this long and hard. I'm going to put this character on here. It's a brainier suggestion. No, it's not brainy. Uh, <laughs> yeah, is John Kreese from the Karate Kid, the bad guy sensei. Yes. I think he needs to be on this list, I and mean, he's a powerhouse in that movie. He's the one. Hi, everybody. Tim Heidecker here. We have a brand new Office Hours that just came out of the oven. We've got legendary psych rocker Ty Siegel, and Doug is back from down under. G'day. G'day. And his mommy came with him. Mommy and Gary Lusenhop are here, too. Alicia let me know that she finished the White Album, has thoughts on that. So much more on this legendary episode of Office Hours. Find us on your podcast app of choice or watch us on YouTube at youtube.com slash office hours live. So who are the animals? Because I don't smell them. Who, correct me if I'm wrong, in Karate Kid 3, uh-huh. Karate Kid 3, which is the movie that is pretty much consists of uh, Ralph Macchio gets beat up for, like, all but one minute of this movie. Yeah. And then in the final minute, he lays the dude out 
It, but it's also like the movie. It's like it's like a it, it was the most brutal thing. And finally, he like does his, <laughs> his crane kick, and like he scores one thing in the home in the home stretch. But I remember there was a scene where uh, a guy was because he was like being funded by some other guy. Well, yeah, the, the Karate Kid Three is basically like Crease. Like hires like Steven Seagal. Like they couldn't get Steven Seagal, so they just got a guy who looks like Steven Seagal, who has like this kind of shady green beret kind of background, black ops background yeah. to beat up a child. I mean, that's basically this guy still held a grudge from Karate Kid One. That's right. Enough to bring in Steven Seagal to beat up uh, Daniel Larusso. And he said, "What are these?" He said, "Those are the keys to the dojo," because he was getting ready to like pack it in. Yeah, yeah. And it's just like, and it's like the keys to the dojo. What? Like, a do, like, what is that? Some mats and a water cooler? Like, isn't a karate studio, you, I could set a karate studio up in, if you gave me 45 minutes, I could yeah. give you a functioning karate studio. I, I, I was in uh, Daytona with my, uh, with my wife, and we were walking around this, like, um, like just a county fair. Mm-hmm. And uh, basically the fair consisted of just like little booths um, of all like local businesses. And it was around a small little lake. And as we did the full circle, we walked by five guys who were advertising their own karate dojos. <laughs> and the best thing that we heard when we walked by one of them was, I'm not going to lie to you. On the first day, I'm giving you a sword. And you can use that sword from day one. <laughs> so day one, th- th- you've got guys swinging swords around with no control over them. Yeah, that's not a. That's also not really martial arts. Sword play yeah. is like an element of like kung fu movies. But that's like that's not karate. It's not like you get to a level of karate where it's like, oh, now here's your sword. Yes, no, like, that's that's, like, that's not a, part yeah. of the deal. <laughs> that is. Terrifying. So John yeah, Kreese. Like, when you were a kid, you thought, like, or at least I did, like, I didn't live in California. I was in New York, and I was like, whoa, they're in Reseda, and that's a karate dojo. And it's like, if you look at the reality of what that is now, it's, it is sad. It's like next to, like, a place that massages your feet. Oh, yeah, 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 exactly. And it just is like, yeah, is the dojo. Okay, well. One of my, one of, one of my favorite moments from Karate Kid 3 is uh, when the Steven Seagal guy, is, he's so mad. Uh, that he sees Daniel LaRusso's face like on um, a bunch of wooden blocks, and he beats those blocks so much that he like breaks like the like it's almost like a punching bag, but it's more like a wooden man punching bag. And he just just destroys the wooden punching bag, uh, which I, I thought was a good way. It, this guy had no reason to even be mad at him. No, but he was he was he was mad. They well, push him off a cliff in that movie too, like because I guess Daniel was out there to kind of. Uh, to pick a bonsai tree or something and like try to toss him off a cliff. It's insanely violent and one-sided until um, <laughs> the, I want to tell you the, uh, when I, I had something framed one time and it was like this silhouette and it's, you know, judge me not for this, but uh, it was a, a silhouette of the karate kid crane kick. It's a cool little picture I got. And, um, and the guy's like, Whoa, this is a cool print. What's this from? And I said, Oh, the karate kid. And he's like, man, Jaden Smith is the best. And I've never felt more old in my life. No, because you're just like, oh, no, there was a, it's like <laughs> almost like you might as well have brought in a thing with Charlie Chaplin on it. <laughs> and I, like, like when I feel that old, by the way, we're, we're talking about Mike Barnes, who is 
the uh, the bad guy. I just looked on IMDb. Mike Barnes is the Steven Seagal bad guy. Well, John Kreese is at 83 on the list, Paul Shear. 83, all right. Yes. All right. Who else do I'll you have? It. All right, well, right now this is – I'll go into uh, – into the world of comic books, no. and uh, and I'll say uh, Scott Pilgrim. I really like the Scott Pilgrim comic book character. I'm not talking about movies. Okay, going comic books. So I, I feel like already you don't like this idea. For You're you, I what? got more if if you need them. Oh, let's do another one. I'm not. I can't put Scott Pilgrim on this. Thing. Okay. <laughs> Actually, you know what? I can. I'll put them low. I'll put them low. Cause I do. No, you I, know what? No, 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 no. Take them off. No, I, you know what? As off. I said it out loud, He's take them off. off. I got a better one. Because I met that guy, and now I picture running into that guy again. Uh, you didn't put me on the list of 100? Be like, yeah, hey, thanks for... Because uh, he was like, yeah, I like the best show. Now he's going to be like, yeah, thanks for... Uh, yeah, you put... Uh, uh, you got John Wick on there, but you couldn't get uh, Scott Pilgrim on there. John Wick <laughs> came in at... Uh, John, John. John Wick is a, a pretty amazing character, and that actually brings me to one of my, I mean, now this may actually hurt my, uh, you know, I mean, my next choice. I don't know how many, how many, how many times can Keanu Reeves show up on this list. Okay. Because I was saying that, uh, you know, for me, Johnny Utah, you know, right now it's like Johnny Utah, Bodie, or Pappas uh-huh. from uh, Point Break. I mean, all three of those guys are worthy, uh, not of the best characters, but I think... Maybe I'll go Bodie. I'll go Bodie from Point Break. That's Patrick Swayze's character. Why don't no? we swap out Patrick Swayze? Why don't we do uh, the, his Roadhouse character? Okay, I'll take that. That's actually a better choice. You're okay. right. You're to- you're hundred percent okay. right. What was his name? Dalton. Dalton. Yeah. Dalton is a good. Yeah. That's a good. Dalton's a good. Uh, yeah. A good guy to have on this list. Now, if you had a movie called Roadhouse, yeah. Where would you think the final fight would take place? Oh, in the bar. You think it would, no, like it takes place in, in the taxidermy room. You think <laughs> A giant bear crushes yeah, one of the like, evil men in that movie. All right, the movie's called Roadhouse. The whole thing takes place at a roadhouse, except for the final scene. It's a fight in this guy's taxidermy room. It's like, no, I, no way we can have the final fight at the roadhouse? No, no. sorry, can't, no. <laughs> it just, so, do you have anybody else? <laughs> any other names? Um. Well, I. you know... I, uh, I guess I'll go with this one. I don't know if this has been said, but this is one that is near and dear to my heart. I would say Peter Venkman from Ghostbusters. Classic character. People want him back. He's restrained himself from even putting himself in the fray. That uh, because of that, he will. I'll put him. Uh, we'll put him in the. Uh, where should Where should uh, uh, Jason? Where would you put Peter Venkman? Top ten. He's not going top ten. See, I told you, people like you. People, yeah. I'm going to tell you, people like Peter Venkman. That's you they know, do like Peter Venkman. Fine. <laughs> Give me what's in the 20s available for Peter Venkman. He's going 28. Peter Venkman, great. All right, that's good. All I'll right. take it. You got it. This well, is a really fulfilling, and I've been enjoying the list. Well, uh, and I feel like if, if this is not an article tomorrow up on BuzzFeed, if someone steals your content, then I feel like we, did we haven't done our job. We here. didn't do our job. Like then. <laughs> well, now, Paul Shear, and you know, don't you like when somebody's talking and they get that sound in their voice, which that's the. Now, Paul Shear, it's just that's, yeah. oh, that's the wrap up sound. I'm ready to go. Yeah, I'm ready. <laughs> that's it. You're <laughs> so you're on fresh off the boat. Yes. 
which is on every Tuesday, which people Tuesday can watch night. on demand. Yeah. After they're done listening to the best show, it's it's funny and it's and it's popular too. People like yeah, it's really. I think it's really well done, and the uh, everyone in that show is I really 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 like. You're on the league. Yes. Which that is won't a, start up again until next September. Okay. Final season of the league. Till next September. Till well, this this September. Oh yeah, this, sorry. Oh. Yes, the next coming it's September. Like, you guys still like it's like September 2016. You guys can't string together ten episodes for another no. year and a half. <laughs> We're like Louie. We got to take a break. We got to yeah. take a break. <laughs> Recharge our creative <laughs> juices now. So the final season of the league is coming yes. up later this year. Yes. And people get you can get the all the shows over at Wolf Pop. That's right. And then they can get How Did This Get Made, your your hit yeah. podcast over at at Earwolf and the usual yeah. Earwolf type disp- podcast dispensaries. Yes. That's that you know that's that's it. You know, I don't want to I don't want to like overload the plug section here. No, so this is bad. great. Now Paul, I thank you for calling. I appreciate it. As soon as I was doing this, I was just like, "Oh, we got to. Who should I ask?" And it's like, "Oh, Paul is exactly who to ask." Well, so. I'm 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 always down for a call into the best show, and I want to say, Tom, uh, that box set, the mm-hmm. best thing oh. ever. Oh, thank you. It's awesome. I have uh, it's it's been coming in my car with me every day. I've used my CD player for the first time <laughs> in the longest time, and it's been great every single day. Oh well, th- I'm glad you. I'm glad we. Yeah, it, we're really happy with it. It's really it's the awesome. best box set. I've literally the best box set I've ever seen, oh as far God. as put together and thought out. It's awesome. Thank you, Paul. I appreciate that. That's very nice of you to say. Thank well, you. thank you for having me. I can't wait to see the rest and be okay. listening. I'll see you soon, buddy. All right, bye-bye. Talk soon. Bye. Paul Shear. That's exciting. Thanks again, everybody, for listening to Best Show Best. And I want to thank Martin DeGrell for uh, supervising the episodes. I want to thank Jason Gore, Pat Byrne, Martine Sellis, Brendan McDonald, AP Mike, John Worcester, of course, and you. And once again, listen to The Best Show live each and every Tuesday night on your computer at thebestshow.net. Thanks so much. Bye.